Hello and welcome. This week we had the awesome opportunity to sit down with Bishop Gukarwe from Rwanda. This is a person who did not have faith at all with no knowledge of God. I pray that this interview inspires you in secret areas of your faith that maybe no one knows that you're struggling with. And I want you to know that this is someone who did not know God. And I pray that you listen to the second half of the interview. I believe that this interview will inspire you, motivate you, and keep you in Christ. This is Real Life. So, first of all, I want to, do, to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're from, and, and specifically, how did you become a Christian? Yeah, I'm from Rwanda. Uh, Rwanda is in East Africa, actually, in a neighborhood of Uganda and Tanzania. And I, I received Jesus uh, back in 88 uh, after I was really very, very sick. And just see, when I came uh, to receive Jesus, my hope was to, I knew I was going to die because uh, I could not get cure in uh, medical doctors, even in witchcraft doctors, uh, I could not get cure. So at that time I decided to receive Jesus because I want to make my life uh, pure because uh, I knew there was a heaven, I, so I wanted to go to heaven. So actually when I received Jesus, uh, uh, a younger man who just preached the word of God to me, he said, uh, Francis, Jesus is a saver, but also Jesus is a healer. So yeah. he healed me. It was that simple for you. Like you, 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 you made that transition to just believe. Yeah, I believed. Like I said, I wanted to, uh, to, uh, to prepare my heart. And when I die, I go to heaven, so it just happened in miracles, and then just I got healed. Now, let me ask you this, because a, a, a lot of people think they know what they would do when they're facing death. And you felt like you, you, you really knew you were about to die. What kind of went through your mind? Uh, were you just expecting to just go to heaven, or were you expecting, did you, did you expect God to heal you? No, no, really. I was not really believing God. That really was a miracle. Some people say that in order God to do a miracle for you, it takes you to be your belief. But sometimes God really does by His grace. Yeah. yeah. Because I was not believing in healing because I had no idea about healing. I uh, just knew one thing, I was going to die because in the region where I was, they taught us about uh, going to heaven. And some they say about going to through a short uh, period of suffering. Right. So I just want to, when I saw this born again people, I said, let me just receive Jesus when I die. I want just go to meet God. That's why. I, so actually, after that, they, when I received Jesus, God healed me miraculous. Now, now you said that even you even tried going to witch doctors and they couldn't do anything. Now, is it common in Africa to see witch? Dr. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people know that. Yeah, yeah, that is really very, very known in Africa. Most of people, when something happened to you, when you are sick, they believe that somebody has been with you, have been witched, somebody witched you. Yeah. So, in the same way, uh, uh, my parents try to uh, give uh, money, a lot of money. To those witchcraft, yeah, uh, so they can help me, but there was not you until but, I accepted Jesus. So that's that's the amazing part is that you didn't even know what you were walking into when you accept Jesus, and then these miracles start happening, and then uh, you end up in ministry. 
Now, what was that process like? When you did you have to did did God just walk you through the Word of God? How did you end up, you know, trusting the Bible and 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 not just having a abstract relationship with God? Yeah, uh, Mr. White, you, you're right. Did uh, people have to know? Those who are watching us, they have to know this that uh, uh, the greatest miracle I ever seen is just to receive Jesus. Because when you receive Jesus. In that package of salvation, there is everything. Because I remember back, and now it's been 20, uh, like, uh, I think 23 years ago, I, I, I never knew what God is doing in my life that it can happen. Just I, I knew I was going to receive right. Jesus and die, go to heaven. Look what God has been doing. In time, he not even healing my body alone, but also he's been using me to pray for sick right. and get healed. Right. Now, what when you when you talk when you talk about the anointing, what does it exactly mean to you? Uh, I think anointing. Uh, I don't know. How I can describe, but anointing. I can say it's God's ability. Mm -hmm. It's God's ability because the anointing allows you to receive or to do the things you cannot do in natural. Right. Yeah, that's the anointing. Of yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I notice that people people think that it's just about gifts and talent sometimes, and it's so much more than that. Yeah, there's so much more. There's so much. You're right, Mr. Wade. Uh, uh, as God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, you see, the God was Jesus. He was a son of God, but also a text time to be anointed. Mm -hmm. God has anointed him. So we it does not stop just on talent, on gift. It takes more. We need the anointing of God upon our life. Yeah. So some spiritual issues to be broken, some things to be broken off from our lives. Yeah, because, because when you look at the consistency of wickedness, the consistency of evil, uh, and how vulnerable we are as human beings, there's some evil that we just can't deal with without that anointing. Uh, and his, his anointing, the Bible says his anointing breaks the yoke, you know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to uh, term, words like revival and, and uh, the casting out of devils and things like that, how does how does that look in Africa? Is it is it happening where people are getting demons cast out, where revival is taking place? Yeah, that, that that's exactly that's what we call revival. I, I, like you say, Mister White, the the revival cannot come without the anointing of God. Right, right. That's the thing that people have to know, because if even the beginning you see. Uh, when the apostles we are in prayer and they prayed and they start speaking in new tongues yeah. and then these people say they have they are, they are drunk and the apostle uh, Peter get up say this no. is the morning we yeah. are not yet doing anything but this is what has been promised this is a promise that uh, that is spoken by prophet Joel yeah. that you you shall the God will pour His Spirit upon all flesh. Your daughters shall prophesy, and your sons shall see visions. So it needs the church of God, all the world needs anointing. Anointing is the greatest need yeah. anyone, anyone, anyone can be needed in our time. Well, and I think that, that and I'm not criticizing churches, every church and things like that, but I do think that a lot of us have gotten caught up on, you know, the size of our big screen TV or the size of the smoke machines and the, the, the praise and worship team and things like that. And we've kind of not focused on the anointing in a, in a, in a way. And, and, and I do believe that a lot of um, 
a lot of revival, it, like you said, it, it can't come without the anointing. And we're, we're trying to push the gifts and talents. Um, I, I, let me ask you this. this. And this is a very vital question to a lot of people. Uh, how important is it to know the word of God? Because a lot of people will say things like, oh, the people in the Bible didn't have a Bible and things like that. How is, it, how, how is the word of God relevant today? How important is it? Yeah, like I say, uh, Mr. White, I, I want the people uh, focusing on people knowing about the power of God. Because I can give you an example. When the genocide took place in my country, the, we are 90% Christian. Now you can imagine how the people like that, do 90% ended up doing wrong things, even some church people. It's that, that, now, now, people have to know about difference between uh, power, uh, being under fire of God, yeah. and just being named of just, uh, uh, being just uh, say, I'm, uh, I know God. And knowledge right. around without the power of God, it's not enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's good because Jeremiah actually had to experience that. When Jeremiah, if you remember Jeremiah chapter 1, it talks about how God, Jeremiah said that he didn't want to prophesy, he didn't want to be that because he had to kind of go against the religious system at that time and, and tell them something that they didn't necessarily want to hear. But it was a fresh word from God and the anointing and power was on him. And uh, I, I see a lot of men and women of God today going through that where the message that we have to bear is not always what we want to hear. And uh, I can see sometimes where people who who struggle like, just want to say, well, you got to know the Bible, you got to know Scripture. But they're the ones a lot of times getting a fresh word from God. Do you know what I mean? What is what is that when you when you feel like you are getting a word from God, but it doesn't line up to what the church says? Yeah, uh, uh, like I said, that it's a, uh, you know, Jesus said one thing, Mr. White. He said, everybody should carry his cross. Uh, uh, what I'm seeing today, people, it's time for people just to believe in just paying a price. There's some time God may speak to you the things that not, which, not, which is not matching with what people believe. But he, like you said, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, yeah, he suffered a lot. Right, right. But he, he was in the truth. He was he was doing the right things with God. So it's time now. Revival cannot come, like I say, without the anointing. And sometimes anointing of God upon you, he will not just uh, push you to do what you want. He also push you to do what even what you don't want. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. Now, now let's 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 get into that because you know. Um, there's some things that we can just feel like God wouldn't call us to do. Like, you know, I, I, what a, a lot of people, when they say they're, they're being called to ministry, I notice that a lot of people are called to ministry within the realms of their comfort zones. And that always, I always question that a little bit. You are from Rwanda. And so God calls you and tells you to come to America. Is that how that happened? That you're going you're gonna to begin to minister and preach the gospel here? Is that how, is that how that happened? Yeah, actually, back uh, well, after I got saved, uh, as I say, uh, after that two years, uh, I was in prayer and fasting, and I got a vision. God spoke to me. Jesus actually appeared to me. He said, Francis, I'm going to send you to the nations of the world. At that time, I was not a minister. I was not even a evangelist. I was not even a diacon. I was doing any, nothing in the church. I was just 
a new, a born again church. And God spoke to me, go push, uh, put a burden on my heart to go on mountain for prayer and fasting. That's when God spoke to me. He, Jesus appeared to me. He said, I have healed you for a purpose. I'm going to send you to the nations of the earth. I'm going to send you to the people you never knew. I'm going to send you to the people you never seen before. But I'm going to be with you. I had no idea how that will happen. Right. So I prayed. I keep praying God, asking God, finally, uh, back in 2005, that's when God started uh, a journey for me to get out of my church and go to preach the gospel. That's amazing because you actually come here. You didn't know anybody here. No, I did not. And, and, and we talk a lot about faith and we have our, our Christian words and our Christian lingo and our Christian language. But I, I want to talk to you like uh, just a, a word that everyone's familiar with. How much is bravery a part of being a Christian? Yeah, like I say, like I say, Mr. White, being a Christian, uh, it may be different on many, uh, I can say it's, it, when you say that name Christian, like I say, some people just take it easy because so many people, they, like I say, they live in life <laughs> right, of right. comfortable. But being a Christian is just, uh, I can say, you, you, you have to, you have to carry the cross. You have to, you have to believe to have the passion of God. And you have not just to think that you are going to be comfortable or you, God is going to send you to the uh, place you want to go. As you see, Apostle Paul, when he received right. Jesus, the life changed. He's mentioning one day he was suffering because of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know some people these days, they say, oh, when you got Jesus, you 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 got no 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 suffering. I'm not saying you want to you have to be su you have to suffer, but what I'm saying is to you uh, it's a very serious issue to be a Christian. Yeah, to carry the name of God, you have to be serious. You have to determine. You have to know that really it's not easy. In the natural, but it is with God. Yeah. Now, now I, I do notice that as we grow in technology and, and things like that, and, and we, it's, it's it's amazing how people begin become kind of embarrassed to talk about the supernatural or or, or uh, spiritual issues because they they feel like the, those days are over and that was the Bible times and things like that. What do you say to someone that feels like God isn't doing those types of work any anymore? Yeah, you know, uh, Mr. White, there are, there are some people who never seen miracle. But uh, for me, I have seen the reality of God, this miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not ashamed to say what I know. It's real. Right. It's real. First off, God healed me. Secondly, God has been using me to pray for sick, and they get healed. Right. So there are some people who have been quenched because they never, they never seen, seen it. Yeah. Actually, this is very de uh, uh, where uh, I will have to be careful because some churches, like you say, some people they are one just made they are one say, oh, we are so smart, we don't need to talk about those things about God is supernatural. We don't want to go beyond that. No, let's just become that's for a long time. Those right. for people who don't know what we are doing. But listen to me, supernatural God, very real. Yeah, God is still a working miracles today. 
Yeah. He's still doing incredible things. I have seen it in Africa, even here in America. Well, I think I think that's the, the issue. I heard someone say tell the story about someone who said they didn't believe in miracles, and he has it was two pastors talking, and one pastor said to the other pastor, "I don't believe in miracles. I believe that that was something God did back in the day that He doesn't do anymore." And then uh, the other pastor said, "Well, I do believe in miracles, and that's why I see God do them." You know what I mean? It was a very interesting concept because he was like, "You don't see them because you don't believe in them," and 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 I think that that's sometimes when we get so caught up on what we can do versus what God can do. Uh, now, I do want to talk about the, the, the boundaries, though. Sometimes I feel like we as men of God try to become God in, in certain sense, and we, we overstep our boundaries. How do we avoid, as men of God, overstepping our boundaries uh, and, and letting God be God? Yeah, you know, I'm wondering, uh, uh, men of God, one thing amazing me, I'm always well, keep wondering how this person is say he does not believe in a miracle. Then he say he's believing in Jesus. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> himself is a miracle. miracle. He was born by miracle. Right. He died by miracle. <laughs> he came back to life miraculous. He went to heaven. You cannot show me the way which plane took him to heaven. <laughs> That's funny. How did he went to heaven? Which plane? How yeah? How did he get out of them the grave? Right. Four days. As long as you say you believe in Jesus, automatically you have to know that you believe in, in miracles. But some okay. people, like I say, people they don't know. But what I'm saying, I'm, I, I want to uh, agree with the man who say, I believe in miracles. miracles That's yeah. why I see yeah. miracles. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I can say, I was not believing in miracles in the beginning because I was, I didn't know anything. I had no, I had no idea. But it, when God did the miracle to my life, when God healed me, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, Mr. Brown, it's, uh, it's white. It's not, it's amazing. A younger boy, I was gonna die yeah. without a child. I was gonna die miserable. You know, you don't know what you are going through when you are approaching death and you know you're gonna die tomorrow. You don't know how it's painful. And when God healed my body and I saw it, my daddy saw it. My people saw it. I tell you, from that time, the doubt went out. I start believing. You know? yeah. I remember when I started my ministry, there is a younger man who was very known in the village. He could not walk. 10 years or 12 years, he could not walk. He was crippled. So I said, God, you have to prove that you have sent me to this village. I prayed for that younger boy the first time he got work yeah he was healed so god has been proving miracles ladies gentlemen whoever everyone every everybody who just watching us miracles of god are real yeah miracles of god are real